the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Happy Monday! Here we are, 605. We're live. We're local. We're in Brooklyn, New York. Yep, Brooklyn's in the house. And it is. Uh, it was a glorious weekend. I'm a little drained, um, both physically and, uh, and emotionally. But uh, the big news for me today is Matt Sambolin is back. The Sambolino, the man who now my friends ask me, like the way they ask how one of our other buddies are. Like, oh, by the way, how's Sambolino doing? So Sambolino, I know you had a, uh, you had a little R&R. What's uh, what's going on with uh, what was going on with your little holiday week off? I had a great time in Virginia. Needed some much needed time off. You know, running the board for your show is quite draining. Yeah, I'm sure. Times. You got to push those three buttons. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, aside no, no, from no, pushing no. your buttons and Jones buttons. No, and and you got all the music lined up, and you got the guests and the commercials. I I, I don't want to minimize you, but I Alex did a great job. You got a okay, great good, uh, good, got a great protege there. But you know, there's a different level of comfort when you got the Sambolino, you know, behind the behind the board. <laughs> well, it was a great time, but I I mean, uh, I think you were the pretty much the biggest story uh, this weekend in the newspaper, a certain big newspaper, I would say. Uh, well, yeah, I guess the New York Times. You know why it's big? It's good. Like uh, when my dad was a kid and stuff, you need something to wa- to wrap the fish in when you go to the fish market. It gets a lot of. It's like long, so you have you have plenty of uh, length to wrap the fish up in. But uh, yes, yeah, Simbolino, it was a little um, it was a little uh, bit little bit of a unique weekend. Let me put it that uh, way. Well, I think a big congratulations. I would say is going out to you. I mean, I figured. I'd probably see you more like in the Bay Ridge Courier helping an old lady cross 86th Street. I, I, we but... got well, we got well, we, we got that too. <laughs> Actually, the very, 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 very first time I was in the newspaper, any newspaper, it was the Brooklyn Home Reporter, which you know, and uh, it was I was interning for New York City Councilman Sal Albanese. This is probably the summer of 1984. And uh, it was a Friday in the summertime, and a, a woman called. She was an elderly woman by the sound of her voice. And she had this, like, massive pothole in in the middle of her street. Like, big. Like, not like a little, like, it's gonna, you're going to, uh, like, feel a bump. Like, you're going to, like, someone's going to fall in there and die kind of pothole. And I stayed in to the office late using the phones. That, yes, the phone's the one that used to have the cord on it, and you press the buttons. And I just kept using, yes, I'm calling from Sal Albanese, Councilman Albanese's office, Councilman Albanese's office. And I used whatever little juice he had because he'd been a councilman now for, well, not that long, two or three years, actually. I think he got elected in 82. But I got the pothole fixed. And this woman was so, and I got it fixed like the next day or something. I don't know. I was like 15 years old. Or maybe I was 16 years old. And um, the woman was so ecstatic, she called the home reporter, and a guy named Rocco Parascondola wrote a little article with, with a picture of the pothole, and, um, and, and it said, an aide to Councilman Albanese, Arthur Idala. It was like 15, 16 years old, and here is my name in the paper. Rocco, by the way, now writes for the Daily News, uh, and that was the very first time I was in the newspaper. Um, and that's a little different, having a little article in, in the home reporter, than being on the cover 
of uh, the Sunday business section of the New York Times in what I thought was a overly large picture. It was enormous. Matt, you haven't even seen it, have you? The actual no, hard copy? I haven't seen the hard copy. I did see it online, and I thought it was a really good piece. It's, and um, uh, I, I think it, it characterized you very well, put you in a nice spotlight. And uh, look, the story you just told about that pothole, that, that started your career as a public servant, I would say. Yeah, well, no, it definitely did. Um, that, and that, you know, I got, I got to give that one to my mom because she wasn't going to let me sit around. And so I was probably in summer school anyway. So between, because I was always in summer school, I was the brilliant student. I was not, I went back just to be glad I was in summer school, like getting extra credits. I was in summer school fixing the credits that were in the rearview mirror that weren't exactly, gotcha. uh, you know, perfect. But um, I've known since February uh, that the New York Times wanted to do some sort of a piece on me. But it's the New York Times. I mean, they, they do not exactly um, tell you where, you where you're going or what they're doing. And, and you, you're, I have no problem telling you, you're absolutely terrified. Um, you really are because they can make or break you. And um, I met with this woman. Um, they call her Katie, Katie Rossman, who um, I, I really don't know how to describe her except a fine uh, – a fine professional woman who um, was, you know, a pleasure to spend time with and delightful to spend time with. I, would, I didn't spend that that much time with her. Um, after our first interview, she basically um, wanted – she gave me a list of all the people she wanted to speak with. And just um, if you want to know the, the kind of research that goes into this, without exaggerating, I would say she spoke to around 25 people, maybe 30 wow. people. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and, you know, a bunch of people who are not in that article. Um, now, would you say you felt you were portrayed accurately in that piece? Listen, I'm not going to. Com- First of all, I can't judge. I'm not going to complain. I mean, it was. It was. I. I will tell. Well, I'll, I'll just tell you what happened. So, I already had planned like a long time ago. Um, one of my very close high school friends. Actually, you know, when I go to Florida, when I went to Florida this uh, winter, and I visited our boss Jerry Crowley. Before I visited him, I visited one of my high school, actually junior high school and high school we went to together, friends who lives in Venice, Florida. So he and his wife already were planning on coming to um, uh, coming to my house in Long Island, and uh, my son Luca was going to be there, and, and then we were going to go out to dinner with other friends, and they were staying at my house. So, the, you know, the Times is very crafty. You know, they, 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 I didn't know when the story exactly was coming out, but on Thursday night... Um, and then again on Friday morning, said, yeah, we think we're going to run it this weekend. I'm like, okay. So we went out Friday night. I, 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 there's nothing I could do about it. I, I put it out of my mind. And I went out with some really good friends. I, I actually uh, went out with some of my closest friends, and uh, including my, my friend who was visiting. And we, um, we went to bed late. Like, we just ended it like, you know, we went to bed late, late like 2.30 in the morning after having a wonderful meal and sitting around and, and just talking the talk for a while. And I was uh, all intent on sleeping pretty late on, uh, on Saturday morning. I was in no rush. Uh, but nope, it's, I think it was 7.14. Uh, Victor knocks on my bedroom door, and I'm like, yeah! And he, he cracks it open. He goes, it's out. And I'm like, what? He goes, the, the, the article, it's online. I'm like, okay, I'll be right up. <laughs> I stumble out of bed. And my cell phone is charging in the bathroom. So as I go into the bathroom, I look down. And when I went to sleep, there was zero messages. And at 7.14 on a Saturday morning, I had 19 text messages. Um, so I was like, oh, boy, this is this is real. But, Matt, your heart is still like, okay. Like Now, the, first, the very first one I looked at was from Frank Carone, who's been a guest on our show. And God willing, will continue to be. He's the chief of staff to Mayor Adams. Um, and he wrote article out great. So that's, that was, I got three words, article out great. So that was the first, um, inclination I got of what was going on. And, um, the rest of the weekend was a little bit of a whirlwind. I mean, I, I actually answered the text messages before I read the article because they were all congratulations. Great. Awesome. You know, so, but then when Matt, when I read the article, I'm like, I'm waiting for a, a zinger. You know, the New York Times right. always, when they write a profile piece, is, there's always like a, a but this, you know, but he's that, but someone said this or someone said he's 
you know, whatever, cheap or this, or, you know, you don't know what's going to come at you. So I'm reading and I'm, I'm reading, I'm, I'm almost glancing over the stuff that was obviously very nice by people like Alan Dershowitz and Geraldo Rivera and Anthony Weiner and others, like, whatever. A lot of people said some very, very nice things. And, but I'm like, okay, where, where's the bad stuff? Where's the bad stuff? And then I get to the end, which actually the article ends with Frank Caron, and I knew he wasn't going to say anything bad. I'm like, it was almost like, wow, I dodged a bullet. And then the rest of the weekend was I, I did a loose count, like over 200 people um, reached out to me, and, and, and I, that's a real number in, in some, whether it be texting, calling, emailing, uh, sending me stuff in the, uh, to the house, like uh, – it was, it was, you know, my buddy Shep Smith showed up at one o'clock in the morning at my house. You know, he's hugging me. He's like, bro, you're on the cover of the Sunday business section. You know, we've been friends for 16 years and he know me back in the day. So he was very, very happy as well. And as they say, as we started off today's uh, newspapers, tomorrow's fish wrapper, we have a great uh, show coming up for you. Our guest, Dr. Harlan Ullman, who's coming up. Harlan Ullman is a really, really smart guy, a political guy. We're going to talk a little bit about the January 6th stuff. We're going to talk about President Biden's approval ratings or lack thereof. And then later on, we're going to have Lauren Fix giving us some updates on cars. So it wouldn't be me if I wasn't talking about my buddy Mike Connors and the folks at Connors and Sullivan here on a Monday night on the Author Idola Power Hour 615. Spending time with my little daughter Ariana and Arthur, who's five, and Luca, who's tomorrow will be 16. We'll have a big birthday party for him online. I mean, on the air. Um, you got to make sure that these people are taken care of, right? Your children, the people who, when you follow the natural order, you'll be leaving behind. When do you do that and how do you do that? Well, when you do it is very simple. It's not a hard answer. Now and now, like, you know, like this week, it's Monday. It's not, we're none of the depths of the dog days of summer. There's still time to be productive. So now is the time to do it. And who are you going to go to? You're going to go to Connors and Sullivan because they are the lawyers who've been doing this for over 40 years. And what are you going to do? You're going to have them draw up a will, maybe a trust, a power of, an attor- a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will, basically your overall estate plan. The goal of the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan has always been to protect your rights and your interests. They've been helping people like you and like me plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. And if you visit them, you have a free, no obligation consultation with a lawyer. So now call Connors and Sullivan to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Or call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is... Not planning at all. It's estimated that millions and millions of people suffer from some sort of pain around the world. Back pain, leg pain, pain in your hips, pain in your knees. And there's a couple of choices you could take in trying to deal with the pain. You could try to ignore it. You could try surgery. You could try the pharmaceutical route. Or you could do what I've done, try Relief Factor. Relief Factor is incredibly successful in lowering or eliminating the aches and pains of life. This is the drug-free solution to everyday pain relief. Relief Factor has done something pretty smart, pretty ingenious. Uh, They've put together a three-week 1995 quick start. Sort of a way for you to take Relief Factor out for a test drive, see if it works for you or not. 1995. Go to relieffactor.com. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, you let them know you're only out 1995. But if it works, well, welcome to pain-free living. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384 for Relief Factor. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. 
Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi com or call 732-863-2788. Sometimes I'm right and I can be wrong. My own beliefs are in my song. Picture a banker, a drummer, and then makes no difference what group I'm in. Good choice of song there, Matthew. I uh, like to consider myself an everyday person. That's um, different strokes for different folks, but we're all folks. We're all human beings, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or a liberal or a conservative, whether you're from a different state or a different country. Before everything, we're all human beings, and we need to all be in this game of life together. Together, we may have some different ideas, but that doesn't mean we need to vilify each other. It means we need to just figure things out and keep open minds and open hearts and open brains. Like give a hug every once in a while. I don't know if you're allowed to do that anymore, but um, someone who is, um, I guess he's an everyday person, but he doesn't have every, every day, uh, an everyday resume. Dr. Harlan Ullman is has been studying uh politics and particularly the presidency for i don't know longer than i've been a lawyer let's put it that way so i'm just going to bring him right on the line they, they call him a, str- a strategic thought leader um dr harlan ullman arthur idala how are you sir um thank you for being with you and i could not disagree with the words you said it's absolutely right all that by the way laid out in my new book the fifth horseman and the new mad how massive attacks of disruption are the existential danger to a divided nation. And that's one of our great problems we obviously want to talk about. Well, you, you, you said that a, a lot more eloquently than I did. I, you know, I just have a very simple message. Like, can we just all calm down and get along? Um, no, but... no, no, that's the problem. We cannot. We cannot. We've lost common sense and rationality. Every issue, large or small, is dividing the country. And unfortunately, whether you're red or blue, decide where you sit and you can't tolerate the other side. And that's why this country is a mess. That's now, why violence is increasing. That's why airline uh, violence is increasing. That's why gun violence is increasing. And neither Republicans and Democrats can set aside their differences to try to govern this country. That is the biggest <clears throat> single act of massive attack of disruption, failed and failing government. Well, I will tell you this, Dr. Ullman. Um, I was I was with some people I have a tremendous amount of respect for this weekend, and we were kicking around these issues, and one of them said to me, and it may be overly simplistic, but said, you know, we're all in our 50s, our mid-50s now, and they said the 24-hour news cycle ruined America. Is that true, untrue? No, I don't think so. I think what ruined America goes back to August 7th, 1964, and the Tonkin Gulf Resolution, when Congress, with only two dissenting votes, approved the resolution to go to war, in essence, to Vietnam for PT boats attacks that did not occur. And since then, the legitimacy and the viability of all of our institutions has been under huge attack. Name me one institution with the possible exception of the military that people see as something that they can trust. They can't trust the Supreme Court with due deference to your profession. They can't trust lawyers. We can't trust Congress. We can't trust presidents. And so that started some 60 years ago. And until government becomes competent and is able to tell the truth and base things on fact, not fiction or ideology, we are in a really bad position. Now, we can fix that. The last three chapters of my book go into chapter and verse about how we begin fixing it. It's not going to happen overnight. But if we don't, 
future generations are not going to be very happy living in America, given the current trajectory. It's interesting because one of my dear friends, who I, again, another person I have a tremendous amount of respect for, he was just in Europe for like two weeks in Croatia, not, you know, not, yeah. uh, not England, but I, I don't think you're allowed to say this, but the old Yugoslavia. Um, but it's interesting. His take coming back was, I'm very happy to be back in America, but Europe has certainly made great strides in their lifestyle and their quality of life <clears throat> in the way their citizens uh, seem to enjoy their life <clears throat> in Europe. And it brings to mind what you just said, is that people may not be so thrilled to live in this country somewhere down the road. And as someone who has a seven-month-old child, I wonder what the future of America holds for her. Well, we should be really worried. That's why this book, The Fifth Horseman, is a clarion call. We can do something. And I'll give you an example about what we're not doing. Are we prepared for COVID-20 or 21 or 22? We're now debating Joe Biden's age. The issue is not Joe Biden's age. The issue is whether he's competent enough or has the leadership to be president. And Biden can fix that possibly overnight if he focuses on it. Henry Kissinger is 99. Now, Henry's not going to run in any marathon, but Henry's brain is still there. So age is not necessarily the issue. The issue is performance. And quite frankly, in 2024, if the United States would have two octogenarians running against each other for president, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I think that makes a mockery having said about this country simply because we don't have any young blood. Look at the age of the senior leaders in Congress. Now, I'm not questioning their ability, but we need to bring in new blood, no matter how qualified older people are. That's simple. And we're not doing that. Dr. Elvin, you sound like my 84-year-old father. I mean, he's, he said the same thing. He goes, can't we find someone like your age, meaning my age, like 54, 55, to, you know, who's competent and smart and has all the skills to, to be one of the leaders in this country? But I will tell you this, doctor, as someone who always had political aspirations, um, at this point, I would think I'd have to be out of my mind to yes. uh, to run for, for public office, especially, I'm going to be very honest, especially when my parents are alive, because th like the day I would announce, they would be like all of this, like, you know, oh, wow, this is cool. And then the next day they would find like my high school teacher that said I like, cheated on a test or, you know, what, whatever, yeah, and just, just tear me apart. That he had, that he had, you know, 300 years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. You have all yeah. this negative campaigning. You're and, and definitely better off staying in the. You're definitely better off staying in the private sector. It's safer and more lucrative. And, and ab absolutely, because it's not so much twenty-four hour media, but we have we have rejected the notion of truth and fact. Truth and fact are what I think, and in many ways, this was the fault of Donald Trump. But Democrats have a lot to answer for. We cannot have a debate based on truth and fact because people simply will not believe truth and fact. I say that as a radical independent. Anybody who believes that Donald Trump's election was stolen and that he won massively, quite frankly, <laughs> needs to do their homework because that is absolute nonsense. But absolute I, let, me, nonsense. let me get a little personal here. And I see personal having to do with me. I worked at the Fox News Channel for 12 and a half years. I was only doing the law. I did almost no politics unless it was necessary, meaning I would speak about whatever the cases of the day were. You know, O.J. Simpson and Michael Jackson and whatever, yeah. Casey Anthony. Um, so I, I really steered clear of the politics. But when you look back at it, um, Roger Ailes, who created Fox, he did have a lot to do with creating this real right versus left. You know, are you going to be a, a CNN person? Or what? Well, back then, CNN was still middle of the road. It was like MSNBC person or a Fox News person. And, you know, you had to choose sides. You had to pick sides. And I don't think, I, and you're smarter than I am, I don't remember that really existing prior to Fox News' uh, you know, relevance 20 years ago. Well, that's interesting because you and I are both then refugees from Fox. I was a Fox News contributor for 10 years who said the most outrageous things. For example, in 2001, we are losing in Afghanistan. In 2003, that if Iraq does not have weapons of mass destruction. And finally, after about seven or eight or nine years, I had to leave Fox because they had become too politicized. Uh, and that's just the nature of things. But that reflects the trend where it's opinions 
and emotions that count. And you can't run a country decently if you don't have some sort of basic foundation on which people can agree. As I said in my book, The Fifth Horseman and the New Mad, I go into how we fix that. It's not going to happen overnight, but we need to fix it. And I hope that people read it because I, I begin with a shock and awe treatment. I was the creator of shock and awe, not the shock and awe that was used in Iraq, but the real shock and awe. And I start with the preface in which the president who's elected a woman in 2029 takes office in <laughs> an undisclosed location in a concrete iceberg bunker because the White House has been destroyed by a group that's out to destroy America. Now, that's seven years in the future, but that is where we are headed, unfortunately. We just cannot restrain the uncivil discourse. We're not polite to one another. Now, it's one thing, and you, Fox, of course, reported that, that the, one of the restaurants in Washington, D.C., uh, Justice Kavanaugh, had people picketing outside. That's fine, as long as they do it peacefully. But we've lost civility, and so people no longer can uh, picket or assemble as the Constitution gives us right peacefully. They are just too absorbed in emotion and a lack of objectivity. And quite frankly, if the nation was like this in 1941, we'd be speaking Japanese and Russian today, and, and German today. Wow. Um, Mr. Oh, Dr. Ullman, does Donald Trump run in uh, the next presidential election? Well, right now, I think the odds are leaning very, very heavily that he will for a number of reasons. My sense is that the uh, January 6th committee is going to come up with more than sufficient evidence that would lead to an indictment if the Justice Department is going to do that. And so Trump will do the following things. One, if he says he's running for president, that will make it much, much harder for the Justice Department to come up with an indictment. Two, it will rally his base. And three, it will seize off the opposition. And quite frankly, and I say this as somebody who likes and admires Joe Biden, he has a field day dealing with the basic mistakes that Joe Biden is making including gasoline at $5 a, a gallon and inflation that's going to increase to 9%. Yeah. My point yeah. is that it's in, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Trump's interest, I think, to declare pretty early that he wants to declare or at least, or at least signal so much to do so. Now, whether he will or won't, uh, the uh, testimony next tomorrow by Pat Cipollone, the White House <laughs> counsel, may be such that this is going to put Trump on ice permanently. I doubt that, but there are all sorts of unknowns. But right now, I would say it's probably 60-40 that Trump will declare uh, before the elections, because I think from his perspective, it's in his best interest to cut off all the charges and legal situations that are likely to rise. And it closes out the opposition, quite frankly. Has... Uh, I don't exactly know how to answer ask this question, the part of it is is 50 years from now or 100 years from now how will the trump presidency be the how will it be viewed and the other thing is is he the biggest disruptor uh, in president since maybe fdr oh absolutely i mean, they, uh, you know in terms of massive attacks of disruption trump was by far the, the great winner now you say 50 100 years if the United States is still a republic and a democracy, then Trump will be regarded as the worst president in our history. If it's not, if it's far more autocratic, then he will be regarded as the first person who changed America back to where it was. So we'll see. I obviously hope it's the former. But the problem with Donald Trump is that he had a lot of really outrageous ideas that could have worked. But he was incompetent as a manager or a chief executive. He was in the real estate business. He was a salesman. That's what he did. That's how he made his fortune. But he did not have a clue about running a real business. And so you take some of his ideas. He wanted NATO to pay more money, but he didn't make that work. He imposed tariffs on China, which is absolutely stupid, simply because the Americans are paying up the bills. He canceled the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action with, with Iran, which if it were still in force, and I say if it was still in force and Iran was abiding by it, Iran will never get a nuclear weapon. Now, you can challenge that saying Iran would cheat, but the surveillance systems that were in place would make that very difficult. So on the one hand, Trump had these good ideas, and I, I agree with the notion of disrupting the country, but he was incompetent, I'll say that again, incompetent in carrying them out. 
That was the now, great tragedy of Donald Trump, irrespective of his personality. Now, now I can see why maybe you're not on Fox News anymore. But <laughs> I um, <laughs> I, 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 two Elder things. Before, <clears throat> we got a minute left. Before I forget, I want you to tell people how they can get your book. Go on to Amazon, The Fifth Horseman, joining the other four horsemen of the apocalypse. The book is mad. Massive attacks of disruption are killing your life. If you don't believe that, think about COVID that has killed more people than died in every war we have fought. Think about climate change, for example, in California where there are fires, or Yosemite where there was a drought and a flood simultaneously and fires. We are at risk because of these things. And the biggest disruptor right now is failed and failing government. Congress just passed the gun bill, the president signed. It will have no effect, no effect on controlling Talk to violence me and allowing before I let you go, I got 30 seconds. Take out your crystal ball. Who will be the Democratic nominee for president of the United States in 2024? At this stage, Joe Biden. But, you know, if Joe Biden is alive and survives. But at this stage, nobody has a clue. And anybody who thinks they do, they do is, pure, is, is purely lucky. But to get my book, Amazon, click it, and it'll be there in a day or two. Dr. Harlan Ullman. Thank you so much, doctor. I appreciate it very much. We'll be right back, folks. We're going to have Lord Fix talking about cars. So uh, you heard me earlier in the show talking about uh, being out in Long Island and with all of my friends where we were. And we were all sitting outside morning, noon, and night. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous weekend on the eastern end of Long Island. And... um, what were we looking at? We were looking at my home. We were admiring, admiring the ceramic coating. That's right. It's not paint. It's ceramic coating applied by the men who work for Rhino Shield. Now, the men are the ones who did the spraying at my house. But the woman, Susan, she's the one that made it all happen. What did she do? She came to my house. She walked around. She took photographs. Then she input them into our computer system and showed me what my house would look like in all different colors. Then they came back to my house and they put little sample colors on the wall to see which ones I would like the best. Of course, as I've told you before, I stuck with traditional white. You know why? Because Susan said that Rhino Shield guarantees your house will look as if it were freshly painted with an amazing 25-year transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. When was the last time a painter gave you a 25-year warranty? When was the last time anyone gave you a 25-year warranty? Think about it. I'm 50. She painted the house when I was like 52. So maybe the next time I have to get the house painted is when I'm in my mid-70s. I'll sign up for that any day of the week. And the other thing is that Reiner Shield lowers your energy costs because it holds the hot air in the wintertime and the cool air in the summertime. So when I had my air conditioning blasting, besides the, <clears throat> the regular insulation, Susan's ceramic coating of Rhino Shield also keeps the air conditioning in my house. And right now, Susan is offering no payments and no interest financing for one year. That along with a big, big discount, 20% off for anyone who requests a free quote by, I don't even know, it's August. It got cut off here, but it's okay. What we'll give, we'll, we got until August. We got at least two weeks. Maybe Sam Bowen knows what the date is in August. August 30th, <clears throat> I believe. There we go. I thought it was August 30th, but I didn't want to mention the, the date without Susan's approval. So, you know, there's a lot of people who have to, like, read ads on the radio or, you know, make money. I talk about Connors and Sullivan. They just did my dad's and my sister's whole estate. Now I'm talking about Rhino Shield. They painted my house. Before I ever like did any Rhino Shield commercials, I just knew about it from the Piscopo show. So I'm telling you, Rhino Shield, it works. It's great. August 31st, 30 days, has September, April, June, and November. Um, 31, I have all the rest. Except February, which is all messed up. So um, don't hesitate. Do what I did. Call today. Lock in your 20% discount. It's 877-744-6608. 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com, ask for Susan, and just tell her Arthur sent me.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Coming up tonight, Radio Night Live, it's Money Night. And the word on the street is that the markets are running both hot and cold simultaneously. How is that possible? Hillary Kramer will help us understand it. Plus, a word of congratulations to our good friend, Arthur Idol. All coming up. The uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dents, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh-ohs, just say, Better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to book your appointment today. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Wow, preeminent trial attorney. Hmm. That was Matt Borzi's, you know, line. That wasn't my line, but um, I would be lying if I didn't say it was. Uh, I was kind of pinching myself uh, this weekend you know, dealing with this big New York Times uh, article and all the folks that called me and congratulated me and texted me, and I mean, from family members to my cousin, Father Sorgi, the priest, and. The high school, college, it was wild. Oof. I, and, of course, when I, I then called the author, um, I guess it was yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, <clears throat> Katie Rossman, and I said what I just said to you guys, and she said, it must be so overwhelming. And I didn't really, I didn't realize up until that point that that was what I was kind of going through, that I was so overwhelmed um, emotionally. And, one of the joys, the gifts that I had that just turned out to happen was my buddy Victor coming to visit me um, in in my house in Long Island this weekend. And then my buddy Dennis Cribber Wasson, he's a Hall of Fame Ultimate Frisbee player. And he, we went to college together. So now I got my high school buddy, my college buddy, he flew cross country. Again, he was already supposed to be here. And then um, I'm with Josh and Annette. They're from law school. So I got high school college, law school. Then I got John Esposito, who I know since I was an intern in the DA's office in Manhattan 31 years ago. So I'm hanging out with all people. Like John's my new friend. I only know him 31 years. I'm with Dr. Michael Vitale from high school. Um, you know, I guess the new friend who showed up was when Shep showed up at you know, one o'clock in the morning to congratulate me. And it was, you know, it's, it was a big deal um, for, on that on that basis, you know, I, I I keep my ego in check. I know who I am, but it was nice to see. It was I, I was happy to see how happy everybody else was um, for me. Um, but one of the things I really enjoyed doing when I was out there this weekend was washing my car. I washed my old uh, my first car that I bought with my third maybe paycheck from the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. It was one thousand eight hundred dollars. Um, it was a 19, or it is a 1986 Alfa Romeo graduate, which was the lowest line. It's got roll down windows, no, um, no automatic top, no air conditioning, just, just a car. And I love that car so much. And when I think of cars, I think of our friend, Lauren Fix. Hello, Lauren. It's Arthur. How are you? Hi, Arthur. Congratulations. That was an exciting article. And I thought I will have the opportunity to congratulate you in front of your whole audience. Well, so thank I you. Pretty honored to say I know that guy. We've known each other a while. Yeah, yeah. Not as yeah, long man. as some of your friends, but we've known each other a while. 
Yeah, I and I will tell you, it was. Uh, I did get to play with my cars a little bit, and and I was just like, that's the time I'm the only time I was alone. I was like, well, this is kind of cool, you know. <laughs> Here I am with my the first car that I bought as a lawyer. As I said, I, I paid eighteen hundred dollars for it, and then I put, I took out a loan for three thousand dollars. So I paid eighteen hundred dollars for it, and then I put twelve hundred dollars into it. Because when I, <laughs> Lauren, you love this. When I bought the car, the guy goes, "Look, you could roll it back and forth in the driveway, but it really has no brakes." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> He's like, <clears throat> "He goes, well, he goes, yeah. I'll pay to get it to your, your wherever you want to take it to your shop, but um, to still." be at my stage in life and still have that car and of all my cars that's the one that brings me the most joy for those of us who have that that disease that automobile love disease uh you can appreciate what i'm speaking of oh i do and you know it's it, it's a good disease if, if you're going to be addicted to anything cars are the thing to do it with i mean you have an investment that you get to drive you're smiling all the time so it puts you in a good mood we're talking about cars like you and i have and I, I, I don't know, there's something about the people in the industry. We just include you. We don't care if you've got an Alfa Romeo, you've got a Fiat, whatever it might be. If you love cars, welcome to the family. And it's the only industry I've ever worked in where we accept people for whatever they love. You could love your Ford Tempo. That's a yep, no difference. I, you're passionate about it, you're in. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. One thing before you talk, start telling me about what, what's going on that's new, I just wanted to run by you. My sister-in-law, Dr. Chrissy, um, she had a 1994 Toyota Supra um, mm -hmm. stick, stick shift. And um, I, I'm not going to get into why it's no longer in the family, but someone decided, eh, no one's really using it. Let's just sell it. <clears throat> and oh, wow. Yeah, that was about a decade ago, maybe. Uh, and it was sold for like $25,000. I went on, and then she's telling me how much she misses it. I went online. And like Toyota Supras from like ninety four, ninety five, huge on money, huge, huge money, like six figures, one hundred and ten, one hundred and eight. Oh, yeah. I'm like, we saw them. Yeah, we saw them at Amelia Island go through the the RM auction. They were going at hundred grand. My these cars are pristine. They're not. I don't. Like, I, I drove I, it. And I, I parked look, it. I drove her Toyota Supra, and I mean, it, it's a beautiful car. But I mean, Lauren, have these really gone a little nutso? Well, if you want to talk a little about the collector car industry, the industry works based on what we remember. Now, back when I was a kid, you wanted a Model T or a Model A? Forget about it. They were 100 grand. No, it was a while, quite a while ago. It wasn't last week. And I remember saying 100 grand for a Model T or a Model A. That's crazy. 57 Chevys, you couldn't touch them. Two doors, four doors. They were just the, all the Tri-5s, the 55, 56, 7, were called Tri-5s. You couldn't go near them or Ford Fairlane because who remembers those as a kid? So that generation that remembered that vehicle driving by that made them go, wow, I want one of those. Those vehicles were the ones that had value. So the older guys wanted the Model T's, the Model A's because it was the first cars. The people that wanted the sports cars were after the Tri-5s. Now, now no one even wants these cars. I had someone call me with a 31 Ford and said, do you want to buy it? I said, no, because I wouldn't even know what to do with it because it's not even street rideable. So I mean, that means modifying it for making it like a cool cruiser. So the cars of my generation are looking after the, the 65 the, to 67 Mustangs. That's my sweet spot. But my kids aren't interested in any of that. They love the Supras, you know, and the Z cars. The Acura you know, NSX. Yeah, that I'm like, eh, it's okay. I mean, the new NSX is nice, but the older ones have gone up crazy in value. The Corvettes of their era, which they remember in high school. So you don't have disposable income typically until you're about 40. So what do you think? I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to buy a car I want. Oh, remember when I was a kid 20 years ago, this is the vehicle I wanted. So here we are in 2020. People are lusting after cars from the 90s and the early 2000s. And I'm like, really? Those are daily drivers. <laughs> But the right. market's strong. It's crazy. What else is going on new? What are you test driving these days? Well, I just got back from Mini Takes the States, and we did two segments for the Weather Channel. It was a lot of fun. There was a 1,000 Minis that left Burlington, Vermont. We drove uh, through Lake George. We happened to have a Cobra event going on. It was crazy. And then drove down into Vernon, New York. And from there, more Minis joined us. Some left. And we, we took off with another 1,000 Minis to Pocono. Uh, I left this morning. They were on their way heading south. But 10 days 
if you live on the East Coast, you're like, what is the deal with all these Mini Coopers out, like in mass clusters? It's us. So it's 2,500 people, over 1,000 Mini Coopers, doing nine states, over eight days, and eight location stops. So it ends in South Carolina uh, at the BMW factory where they get to drive on the track. So much fun. It was fun. It was a really a blast, especially when you, know, you take off and you realize you're in just a sea of people that are so passionate and so excited. I posted on my Instagram page what 700 Mini Coopers look like as they departed Burlington. I think it blew people away because it took over an hour. They were all lined up in rows, and they, they just took off one after the next. It took an hour for 700 cars to leave a lot. There were more cars in Waterbury, Vermont, than there is at the factory in the U.K. Wow, all, that's fantastic. Not new. Classic, no, I got it. The classic minis are worth a ton of money, by the way. If you want to have fun, drive a right-hand drive manual mini from, that, from like, the 80s. You won't believe it. <laughs> Today on the road, I'd be a little concerned because you know you got these big SUVs. You'd be thinking it's like well, it's yeah. like the original. It's like the original. It's the original Fiat 500. This is driving the same thing. You're terrified for your life, but they're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> right, but it, it's a blast. I mean, and I drive different vehicles all the time. Like in my driveway this week, I have the 2022 Hyundai Ionic Five, which is an all-electric oh. vehicle. I I wouldn't own it, but I because I electric cars don't make sense for my lifestyle. But I'll tell you, if you're thinking about an electric car, what value you're getting. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. No, no, Lauren, I want you to hold that for next week. Next week, we're going to get the review from Lauren Fix on the Hyundai Ionic. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Monday. All right. Thanks. Take care, Arthur. Congratulations. Be well. Thank you. Thanks. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. There's a lot to learn and understand when getting ready to buy a home. Having a right lending team in place who can help is important. The lending experts at Citizens Bank can answer your questions about home borrowing or how to get started with a mortgage pre-approval. Call Citizens Bank at 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Now you can travel to Israel. Spend 10 extraordinary days in the Holy Land this November. Collect remarkable memories on a trip that will change you forever. 
Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza lead our tour of Israel with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Join them and enjoy picturesque and unforgettable places you'll treasure for a lifetime. Reserve your spot today at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Suzanne Vega, 63 years old, and great Giorgio Armani, 88, excuse me, the great Giorgio Armani, 88, Richie Sambora, guitarist Bon Jovi, 63, Lil Kim, Bed-Stuy, young woman, 47, and John... Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States, would have been 255 years old today. He died in February 23rd, 1848, at the age of 80, which was living a long time back in the day. Um, Two big things in in the world of the law. I just got to pop up on my phone uh, that the chief judge of the state of New York, um, Janet D. Fiore, she said she she is going to resign as being the chief judge at the end of August. However, and this was this was what I was waiting for when I read my the article about me in the New York Times. Like, uh oh, where is he coming? It says, and she, you know she's been around for a while, and it's not typical to step down from that position before you have to because you're mandated by age. So it says New York Chief Judge. Janet DeFiori, who said Monday she plans to resign at the end of August, here comes the gotcha, is currently under investigation by the state judicial ethics watchdog, according to documents obtained by Law 360 and a person familiar with the matter. So she is leaving the bench, and um, we will see what the future holds. Um, she's, um, you know, she, she worked hard. I mean, she worked hard. You may not agree with her policies, but she worked hard. Um, and the big news, that the big uh, drum roll is who will replace her. The current governor will be in the position to replace her. Who knows? I mean, maybe she thought that uh, Mr. Zeldin was going to win, and she does not want a uh, Republican to put her in place. Judge, uh, Judge uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo was the one who put her there. She followed Jonathan Lippman, who followed, I believe, Judith Kay, who was a legendary uh, chief of the courts of the state of New York. Also in the world of guns and who can have them and what you need to do if uh, you want to get them here in New York. One of the rules, if you when you are going to apply for a permit, the sheriff's office is going to ask for your last three years of your social media accounts. Now, I don't know what kind of access they're going to look for or if they're just going to look at them. Um, some people are saying, oh, it's a violation of your constitutional rights. No, it's not. It's your social media accounts. You're giving up your privacy. You're telling people, look what I did here and look what I think about this and look what I said about that. That's no violation of your constitutional rights. It's only violation of your constitutional rights if you're trying to hide something and they're prying into it. But when you're putting it out there, I mean, it's just like, think about it, because someone commented in one of these articles, oh, they can't look at your social media accounts. That's a violation of your constitutional rights. That's like saying if you leave a gun out in the middle of the street in front of your home and the police grab it and arrest you for it, oh, they violated your constitutional rights. No, 
they're allowed to take it if it's in the middle of the street. They just can't take it if it's in in your home without probable cause. So um, I think it's I think it's a great thing that they're doing this, and um, they're going to also insist on hours of training, four character references, and an in-person interview before you're giving a gun permit. So that is the update on what's going on in the world. Because that of was the all law. in the Constitution. <laughs> hey, who's because this? That's not Sam Bellino. Because the Constitution said, make sure you have four character references and three years of social media accounts before you as a law-abiding, good person in good keeping with everything in society have to prove all that before you have the right to do what the Constitution says. Well, unfortunately, correct, though, Kevin, Mr. Idala? But, but what they're trying what we're trying to do is the our last tragedy had to do with a young man who purchased a weapon legally and then went and killed a bunch of people with it. And if they dug a little deeper into it were or even looked at his face, it, even looked at it, even York looked at his face that? with all those tattoos on him. Oh, you're talking you know, about Mr. Cremo. Yeah. His dad was a complete weirdo who vouched for him when he shouldn't have. Uh, well, and they had and they had laws that like dictated that, right? They they had red flag laws. No, I thought you were talking the, about the bu- the Buffalo shooter. No, no, the system failed, and 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 basically what and they're saying this. Like I'm not guessing. They're like we're trying to prevent putting weapons in the hands of people who are not not mentally competent to put weapons in their hand. And I sure. I don't think Mr. Cremo would have gotten four character letters. That says this is a guy who should have guns. And Kevin, I'm not being facetious. The last time I adopted a cat, I had a, I'm serious, from the North Shore Animal <laughs> League. I did. I did. I had to give them three names of people they had to call and verify you. whether I would be responsible to own hey, a cat. Hey, look, I'm a gun owner in the Garden State, and we I had to prove uh, two references and a, and a list of things to have that done. I, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying... The, the Constitution seemed to be very different in terms of its requirements than what uh, than what Governor Hochul and what the, the, the Assembly wants to do and what the Supreme Court seems to have said that they needed to do. We'll see where all that ends up anyway. Hey, look, I didn't come here to give you grief. I came here to say congratulations on behalf of Jerry Crowley, AM970, the entire staff, all of Salem Communications, uh, everyone at Radio Night Live, because you were with us for a long time, everyone at the Joe Piscopo Show, because you've been forever an eternal fill-in for Morning Drive, and everybody at Fox News and everywhere else I've known that you've, you've worked and everywhere else. What a tremendous write-up this weekend in the New York Times and Arthur Idala. No one is more deserving of it than, than, yours, than, than you specifically, and I know that Mom and Dad were proud, and you certainly made all of us proud at the radio station, and that's why I'm here bothering you well, before the end of your show. Well, th- thank you, Kevin. I mean, it was uh, it was overwhelming to the point of, like, just all the people who reached out to me. You mentioned the people at Fox. You mentioned the people in 970. You know, Joe Piscopo wrote me a beautiful note. Obviously, Frank Morano wrote me something beautiful. Jerry Crowley, was. he and I were on the phone, I don't know, at 7.45 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> you know, and all my old friends from the Fox News channel, from, you know, the president, Jay Wallace, and... Just like Allison Camerata, just thank you. Congratulations! I bet, I bet Megan even reached out and said, "Hey, no, what's up? I think she's on. I think she's on vacation because normally she oh. would, she would definitely definitely reach out." Uh, but so many. I mean, you know, I literally stopped counting. But whatever it is, it is. I, you know, I keep it all in perspective. Kevin, you realize I I'm in a profession where I watch empires fall all the time. Right. So when I represented Roger Ailes, he was literally on the cover. Of I think it was the Hollywood Reporter, one of those big ones, you know, Vanity Fair, sure. the most powerful man in media, and four weeks later he was gone. <laughs> so I know how how uh, quickly th- th- you know this could this could happen. So I I'm enjoying it. I obviously I you mentioned my parents, I, my, my parents and my children. You know that that's what this is all about, and and hopefully I put a big smile uh, on, on their faces and. Um, We'll, we'll see well, what the future holds, my friend. things that I wanted you to know from me specifically, because you and I have uh, a relationship that is unique uh, from all the others that you have. And I thought from reading the uh, piece, and I, I think I read it at about 5.30 on Sunday morning, because I woke up early for some reason, and I was just like stro- you know, uh, doom scrolling through social media trying to see all the terrible things that were happening, and uh, came across the article and read it. And I thought, you know what, this is so, in, in such clear distillation, the perfect, um, 
the perfect description of who Arthur Idala is, someone who cares about the right thing being done, even when most of the rest of the world would say, no, screw them, like they've got it coming. And the fact that um, they just every detail that they put in there about who you are and how you've represented your clients and even the, the, the less um, favorable clients that you've had on your client roster that you've dealt with, everything that you've done, I know from my relationship with you that you did with integrity and that you were doing it because you felt it was the right thing to do. And I just have to tell you, Jerry Crowley called me not long after he was probably talking to you and he said, Kev, we got we to gotta celebrate this. And already the, the corporate offices at Salem had, had called him and said, hey, great for Arthur. We're so excited for him. Congratulations on everything. So well done. Well, I was happy by well how deserved. prominently they pro- they featured, you know, AM970 pretty prominently. And, uh, we were papered all over that thing. I was, I was yeah, very pleased. Yeah, and I will tell you, the overarching um, theme from all the compliments were towards the author saying she really pegged who you are. She really got yeah. it right, and, yep. and you agree. So whatever. As I said in the beginning of my show, Kevin, today's newspapers, tomorrow, tomorrow's fish wrapper. Well, but it does I'm enjoying the, the little the ride. The cat boxes tomorrow. We, we know that. But uh, enjoy it while you can, friend. And uh, seriously, give mom and dad a big hug from me when you see him the next time. And what a great I job. Will. You know, I mentioned this to my bride as we were having dinner tonight. And she said, you know what, because um, she remembered at our last broadcast for Broadway, you weren't able to be there, but your mom and dad came just Correct. to support ABK because Imran was there and everything. And uh, I think that your mom and my bride sat and had a long conversation with each other. And she said, you know what, they should be proud. They worked hard to raise a, an honorable son who's done nothing but go out there and make the world a better place. And that's what it's all about. And I thought that's what the article really captured in a profound way. So... Well, thank Congrats, you, Kevin. That's friend. Been flattering appreciate and I'm humbled. It. I really appreciate it. God bless you. I have a wonderful, wonderful show. Thank you for ta- taking do the our time best. to jump out. Uh, you do a great job. I'll see everybody tomorrow. Thanks for listening in. Be well. Thanks again, Kevin. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.